0: Thank you. This is the cherished you podcast. I am your host Rama. Okay. Um, so this is finally happening now. And, um, I would just to give a quick background, I've been working on this podcast as a concept for almost four years <laughs> and the past, uh, 18 months or so it's been, um, kind of like hit and miss as to what I wanted to do with it. And I finally kind of came around and kind of scratched everything that I had recorded over the past year, um, like just a few weeks ago, only because um, it didn't sit right. And had I started it when I originally thought of it, it probably would have morphed into this anyway. Um, this will po- it'll probably morph beyond this point at some point. But um, really what this podcast is going to be is a space to tell some stories. Um, I think stories are a really good way for people to find each other, um, to connect with one another, and we are in desperate need of connection with one another, especially after um, the pandemic year that we've had that some countries are still living through. And for a lot of us, the internet really is the only way to find people like us and, um, you know, connection is still the most important thing for so many of us. Cause we don't have tools really to do it well. So we all kind of stumble through all of our relationships and the stories are a way to find your people. And that's what this space is going to be. It's called the cherished you. Yes. Because that's the name of everything that I do. But um, it's a place to tell stories about different ways of coming into yourself. Um, Authenticity and then embodying your authenticity is a really hard thing to do in a world that profits off of your conformity. And so... um, I'm hoping to have a space, not just for my stories, but stories of other people, particularly of those of South Asian descent and who are just different in general. So, um, here's to starting things with no game plan. (laughs) So first story that I'm going to dive into, um, and this kind of just happened by accident because it just happened to be the month that I'm recording this in. But it's uh, June 2021, and it's Pride Month in the US. And um, it, it's been so great to just watch Pride Month kind of grow and expand and become more deliberative into how people are allies for those of LGBTQIA um, denominations, however, you choose to identify within that spectrum. And I realized that. I've never actually told my own story, my own pride story. I've never told it. Um, mostly because I actually, um, I have one, it's just not never anything that's come up, um, in a way where I was looking for validation or approval or acceptance into anything. Um, I had made it my mission a few years ago to just be, um, as, good of an ally as i possibly could and it turns out that one missing piece in that at least on my end is um telling my story around pride for me and really what that comes down to is i am the eldest daughter of pakistani immigrant parents so i'm brown south asian descent and i am also bisexual and it's really weird to say that out loud, to say that out loud in this forum, because, um, like my close friends know that I am sometimes if people will ask, I will insert it into the conversation, but with really no like back end or front end to it, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm bisexual. Like just kind of like, it is what it is. Like, you know, grass is green kind of deal. Um, but um, I have never actually told my nuclear family, the family I grew up with, my parents, my siblings. I've never actually specifically told them that I'm bisexual. A couple reasons behind that. Um, one, they definitely fall into the uh stereotypical non-ally um or anti-LGBTQIA you know people um they're very close-minded as uh just generally um, my siblings might be a little bit more open to it but um I still feel like they're also uh, especially when it comes to bisexuality it's kind of like eh, <laughs> you're not really bisexual like people don't understand what that means and um or that it's even possible to be it because it's just you know it's just a free for all for you or however people choose to, uh, impose stereotypes onto bisexuals and bisexuality. But, um, and also my parents are not very open people and they wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't know what it means. And it's, um, some fights are not worth fighting. And I never felt, um, the need to tell them really. Um, the other reason is that I have been no contact with my family for over a year. So, there is no telling them of anything that's going on, but I've been, I've known I'm bisexual for almost 10, 12 years now. Um, It's very possible. Like my generation, I, we are, I'm a a millennial um, and like, you know, a true millennial and like, we're just very okay with this kind of thing. You know, you know, just let us know what's going on and we'll be able to address you how you want and, you know, um, make sure we, you know, we're just accommodating as a generation for the most part. Um but yeah, I've never actually had to go through that whole process of coming out to my family because I needed them to um see me as a complete person. I learned a long time ago that they were incapable of doing that without the bisexual piece thrown in. So, I just never felt the need to add more ridicule into my life from them by including this uh, piece of information about me. Um, I'm also, uh, I, so I, I never really thought of myself as somebody who fit into the pride model for lack of a better term. Um, you know, that whole like process of coming out, like recognizing who, your sexuality or your gender or non-conformity of any of those things. And then having to come out to people and, um, looking for acceptance, looking for any of that. Like that's just never anything that's, um, been important to me. But as like the last, the, like the last year did a lot of things for a lot of people. For me, what happened is that I, um, while I know that I am bisexual by not saying it out loud, it has prevented me from connecting with, um, women that I find attractive. So it's, you know, it it's very easy to be for me because of my appearance to be, um, labeled and categorized and people for people when they see me as a cis hetero female, um, which is fine. It, that has, that, um, that perception has helped me and it's a privilege in some ways to get away with that. So I recognize that, you know, not correcting people on that has not really, um, has worked to my advantage um, so it's never anything I wanted to kind of like rock the boat on again not intentional but not really like I didn't feel like I was stifling myself I didn't feel like I was hiding myself um, it's just like when the pandemic happened and I was like you know what it's just I de- it's it's made it, it made to me seem like a small part of who I am and this is not to negate anyone else's experience with their own um sexuality. Uh, but for me, it is not the most important thing about who I am. My bisexuality is in a lot of cases irrelevant. Um But in the, in the spirit of authenticity, I do feel the need now to just at least present this alternate view of what pride month can be you can be very secure in your sexuality gender nonconformity or conformity one way or the other um and just have a whole different experience than it what other members of that community might have experienced um so this is just you know this is just mine this this is my story on this and it's nothing like super razzle dazzle there's no angst involved there's no part of me that I feel that I've hidden as a result of this this is just kind of like um I'm just laying this out there because showing up fully as who I am is part of the practice that I'm doing I'm in the I'm in the season of doing right now and um this is part of it it's just yes I'm a bisexual yes I'm a I'm a woman of south asian descent and uh my pronouns are she and her and um this is just a part of who I am. Um, it hasn't, uh, defined any relationships for me yet, but I also understand that by not voicing this part of myself, I may have cut off myself from some very valuable relationships, not even next necessarily intimate relationships with women, but, uh, fully embracing my intimate relationships with men. Um, I think Part of that, um, because of the bisexuality, it kind of applies to both. So that's kind of where, um, that's what my story is with this. The reason, like, again, I've said this earlier, and I'll probably say it a few more times. Not everyone's story kind of fits into the model that we get fed on media, not just old school media, but new school media, you know, social media is a, is a great tool. And I personally love it, um, provided you have some really uh, clear boundaries around how to use it. And, you know, we get fed these stories about people coming out to their families and their families, like showing up for them, whether it's conservative parents with these very liberal kids and like, you know, coming out, you know, having the bullying that goes on. If you're different, um, if you have questions around your sexuality or your gender um, with kids growing up and all of that all of those stories are really important to hear. My story falls into none of those categories. Um, I was not bullied for my sexuality in school. Um, I didn't know I was bisexual when I was in school up until I, uh, until I was in toward the tail end of med school is really when I figured that out. But, you know, I, I was bullied for different reasons, but I wasn't bullied for this. Um, again, I didn't have a big coming out to my parents. It was never even something that crossed my mind to tell them. I actually had enough issues trying to hide my straight boyfriends from them. Like they thought I was straight and I was trying to hide like my male boyfriends from them. That was enough of an issue rather than throwing in, oh yeah, I like women too, mom. Like that was not gonna be a thing that I was gonna do. And again, I, I don't feel like it, um it, it's not a defining moment. Um I have other trauma around my parents and not being able to be able to be accepted for who I am, but this was not one of them. Um this never came up in therapy. This was never anything that I struggled with in that way. Um I think it manifested as having some dysfunctional relationships with women I found attractive, who I was friends with in different different phases of my life and it affected those relationships because I didn't actually recognize what I was doing and why those relationships would become awkward or difficult, or I would do things that weren't in my nature to do. That's, I think really where it affected me. But, you know, once I came to terms with it, then I kind of just was able to recognize, okay, this is my thing. And again, I didn't, I'm, I'm some, I have a, uh, a psych psychiatric background myself. And so therapy isn't really a place where I learn how to work things out, and it's more kind of like somebody keeping me accountable on the on the work that I already have do on my own, and to get an outside perspective because sometimes you know I can get sucked into the vortex of my mind, and um, it helps have somebody to either snap you out of it or just to shine a light or give you perspective that you can't see because you're in this tunnel vision, you know, hall of mirrors kind of deal. But again, like even recognizing that not completely accepting my bisexuality did affect some relationships, um, in my life. It's just, it's still, I still feel, sometimes I feel like an imposter, honestly, within the community, because I don't have a big angsty thing around it. Um, I don't have this, um, this glamorized story or a story that could be glamorized around it. It's very humdrum and kind of like, I I recognize this part of myself. I was able to label it, which helps a lot. And then I was like, okay, well, this is my thing. And, um, the same way I would be attracted to a man is the same way I would have to deal with an attraction with woman. And that's awkward already. So let's not make like, for me, it was just, that's kind of just something I have to learn how to do at some point. If it comes up, that is, um, my story or lack thereof around my bisexuality. Um, I'm not concerned really with what people's stereotypes of bisexuals are. Like, you know, I'm not like a straight woman who just kind of likes to experiment with women or something like that. Like, that's not what it is. Or I'm just like, oh, like there's, it's not like I just want to have an excuse to date whoever I want. That's not really an issue either is I kind of am attracted to people the way that I'm attracted to people. And a lot of it has to do with their personalities and whether they're male or female is irrelevant. Um, Whether they're trans or cis is irrelevant to me. I kind of just love people for who they are. And um, if I'm attracted to you, then that's kind of, it is what it is. You know, not much I can do about that. A lot of that is just biochemical, kind of got to go with the flow on that. But anyway, I'm opening the door. If you are hearing this and you feel like your story of some part of you, whether it's pride related or not, this happens to be just a kicking off point for me. If you have a story that is that seems important in the grand scheme of things, but you personally don't have any big ta-da around it, like it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess technically that's a story I have. But it's really not that big of a deal. Um, I would love to hear from you. Um, Also, please uh, subscribe to the podcast. It helps with ratings. If you can give me a review, whether it's five stars or not, I am willing to take feedback. Just be nice about it. And um, yeah, I guess I will talk to you guys next time. But that's all I've got for this time. And uh, thanks so much for joining me on this journey. Um, we will see how it goes and I have no roadmap. So thank you. All right. Um, I'll talk to you guys next time.